Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Hey, today we are talking with my good friend, RJ. He's got an incredible church uh, that he has planted, and they are doing an amazing job. And we're talking about the different challenges at different phases. Every time you get to a phase in the church or a growth in the church, there's new challenges. So what are those challenges at the different phases, and how do you deal with them? It's a great conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Let's check it out. Let's jump into it today, and man, how can I serve you? And uh, tell me what's on your mind. How can I help? Cool. Well, I, just a few questions regarding kind of church planting and starting a church the right way. Uh, I was in a session that you did on Church Boom about unity and unified church staff rowing the same direction. And boy, it was so good. I've never heard it put that way. And uh, I'm navigating some unity things amongst our team, some top tier leaders, people that maybe have different methods that they want to run with. Um, but kind of building a unified leadership team and staff. And we also want to row in a way that we grow and a way mm -hmm. that susta is sustainable. And so okay. those are kind of the areas that, that we've looked in and you can dive in how you see fit, but just with unity, growth and yep. sustainability that doesn't wear people well, out in that portable setting. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the unity for a little bit. Uh, let's let's first talk about that, and then we'll revisit some of the other words and things that you're talking. You want to talk about? Have you experienced anything? Uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to give names, but have you experienced any lack of unity? Have you experienced uh, where you guys weren't moving in the same direction? Uh, have you have you have you had that experience before? Yeah, you know, there's been a few moments that, that have, and I think part of it was just my fault in leading it that way and maybe giving titles mm -hmm. versus responsibilities too soon and mm -hmm. uh, kind of running in a certain direction and making some decisions and making people feel certain ways that I'm like, man, that's, that's not how we operate. Um, and so then having to pull that back and made some for some difficult conversations. And so I just want to try to get it right moving forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we yeah. have had some of those instances where it's like, man, can we just get on the same page here and we'll be good? Um, but there's been a little yeah. bit of a disconnect at times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me speak to the unity and the fact that your church is a little over a year old, which I love. I'm, I'm a church planner at heart. Uh, we, we, you know, I'm the founding pastor of South Hills. We started it from nothing and I think we have 12 campuses now. I don't do much of the day to day, but, wow. um, but, you know, I'm always in the planning mode. I'm always working with church planners. It's, it feels like I'm having church planning conversations every week of my life, even though that's not our main thing or my main thing. Uh, I, I feel like I'm in that zone. A couple of things I think are, are really important for you to consider, RJ. First of all, um, the mindset of church planting people. The one thing that you always have to understand is this, that people will always view you church as the size in which they first came. That's important. That's important because as you grow, I don't know what the size of your church is, but wow. whatever, as you grow to 100 to 200 to 500 to 800, when you get up to yeah. 500, let's say you did it inside of two years. I'm just throwing these numbers out, whatever, it doesn't matter. Sure. The point is that the people over here, they're going to view at 500, the people that were originally here at 100, they're still going to view the size of the church in which they first came. 
So that's going to create a tension that you're not expecting. It's going to be a tension that is going to be along the lines of, you know, it's not the same. We don't have access to the pastor like we used to. We, you know, now we're at two services. I never see Sue and Joe anymore and, or whatever. It's it yeah. just because they're going to view the size in which they first came. There's one thing that you have got to keep in mind because that will end up ultimately creating possibly disunity because they'll be frustrated. Mm. They'll be irritated because the church isn't the size in which they first came. So people yeah. will always view the size Good. of the church in which they first came. Secondly is anytime in church planning, you're running through three phases. You're going from golf to basketball to football. Uh, if you play golf, everybody gets to take a swing. You play <laughs> basketball, not everybody gets to take a swing, and sometimes you get the ball and sometimes you don't. Football, you're not even on the field half the time. If you're on the offense or defense, you're literally not on the field half the time. Everything wow. changes in the sports. Now let's move over to church. Hey, we're church planners. Everybody gets to swing the club. The mm. bigger we get, 200, 300, 400, it's like, well, now we're basketball. We want the star to be out there, and then you can come in over here, but you don't get the ball as much as you used to. Because this guy's a little bit better at worship, and this guy, this person's better at children's, and they're gonna, we're gonna utilize them more than we utilize you, and that is so hard for them to adjust. And then when you start getting into a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, now you're moving into special teams like football, offense, defense. They don't even talk to each other. I mean, offense doesn't yeah. talk to special teams. And special teams doesn't talk right. to the kickoff team. I mean, they don't even talk to each other. I mean, uh, not in a bad way. Wow. It's just like there's, it's so big and so. It's so defined, uh, and that happens in church planning. So what you're going to experience is we're a golf team, man. Hey, RJ, we all get to swing the club. We all get to hit. It doesn't matter how good we are. Just give me the club and let's go. Yeah, that's going to change. And when mm -hmm. that changes, that's when the tension comes in. And yeah. it's I always liken it to Joseph's brothers in, uh, in, in the Bible, when Joseph had the dream, goes and tells his dream to the brothers, and the brothers get all mad and sell him into slavery and blah, 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 the whole story. <laughs> Here's the thing is, I don't think that the brothers had a problem with the dream. They had a problem with their position in the dream. Mm. That was the problem. That's good. The problem wasn't the dream. The problem was the position. Yeah, that's dream. good. <laughs> so when you move from golfing to basketball, I don't have a problem we're going there. I have a problem with my new position in this team. And that's where you're going to have to be mindful of that unity issue because for you, it's going to show up in we're starting to grow this way. And as we grow this way, they're going to start having a problem, not with the dream. They're going to start having a problem with their position in the dream because mm. it's going to change. And that's wow. where the tension is going to show up. So wow. that's, that is, as a church planner, that is what I would put towards you to start to think about. Um, there's there's not good. a lot to do about it as much as being extremely mindful of it. Um, Got it. And if there is something to do about it, it would be to bring that on a regular basis in a, in a very strategic way to your team all the time. Hey, guys, as we grow, mm -hmm. positions will change. As we grow... You might be asked to do this and less of that. When we grow, good. we want to 
we want we're gonna want the best doing certain things, and you are may you may or may not be the best, and we need to be okay with that. Go ahead and prepare them now. Not all of them will hear you, <laughs> but yeah. go ahead and prepare them now, and let them know that yeah. at our church, I'm speak I'm speaking as if I'm you. At our church, yeah. we are fast, fluid, and flexible. Mm. Fast, fluid, and flexible, and so love it. If in a year from now, it's like you're not in this position, you're in this position now, we need to be okay with that. And Mm. start laying the groundwork now because I'm telling you it's coming because you're moving from golf to to basketball. Does does that that. help with the unity? Incredible. No, that's very helpful. I think even just planning some of those things now is is great. I've never heard that analogy before put that way but it makes perfect sense. And we're kind of in that season of moving from golf to basketball. Uh, We're right at the edge of breaking through 200, kind of right around Mm -hmm. that size, you know, adding a lot of people to teams, just trying to figure out those positions. And some people haven't necessarily liked it, but yeah, spot on. No. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, uh, good. Awesome. So what else part of those, like you had asked me a question, there was kind of three or four different words. Yeah. We talked a little bit about unity. Give me some more. Unity. The next one is just kind of growth. I'm just, I want to have the growth mindset. We're here to reach people, lives change, souls saved. We say it every week, but uh, just Mm -hmm. maybe structures for growth, engines for growth. I mean, as a planter who now has 12 campuses, unreal. Mm -hmm. I would just love to hear some nuggets of growth that you've navigated over your years? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and I've talked about it a little bit here on the, on these podcasts, but I think it's always worth repeating the, um, we talked about managing growth from the mindset of your team, because again, they're always going to view it as a size in which they first came. I'm telling you, <laughs> one of these days, six weeks from now, six months from now, someone's going to say something and you're going to be like, it's happening exactly what Chris said. They're viewing the size of the church in yeah. the first game. I'm telling you, it'll happen, uh, and it, it'll create tension. Uh, but as you're growing, you got to, I, I think, a couple things. One, from a culture standpoint, you always got to remind the people, hey, we're about growth, we're about developing, we're about reaching people, lost people matter to God, all that stuff. The, the way that I see people make the jump from two to four, five, like right now I'm working with a church, they're... Um, we do executive coaching with them. We, we're, we've bumped them from about three to five in the last eight, nine months. They're just flying right now. Um, one of the things that we've, one of my opinions was, is that they were really good on the front half of the strategy. Like they, they, they had a really strong guest flow. Uh, and just a little side note, you should be averaging five first time guests for every 100 adults. Per Sunday. Wow. So if your church is 200, you should have 10 first-time guests. If you're 300, you should have 15 first-time guests. Five and above helps you grow. When you start dropping below five, you have a hard time keeping up with attrition. Mm. So you you need to know that number. So when someone says, man, we're not growing, first thing I ask is, okay, how many guests are we averaging? Now, if they say, uh, you know, let's say their church is running, well, 200, like you, 200. So let's call it 200 adults because you're pairing adults to adults. And you're probably counting gotcha. kids in that 200. That's fine. But let's just, let's say you yeah. have 200 adults right now. It's an even number. It's easier math. So if someone says to me, yeah, we're averaging 200 adults and about three three to four first-time guests per Sunday. Well, that's why they're not growing. They're not, they're, they want to be able mm. to keep up with attrition. Eventually, it'll start going down the other way. 
Now, mm-hmm. if they say to me, oh, we're averaging about 10 to 12 first-time guests every Sunday, I'm like, okay, the problem isn't the guests. So you have one issue on guests. You have the backside, yeah. which is what I call the speed of engagement. You have to you have to have the speed of engagement as well. So, okay, we got enough first-time guests. We're hitting the ratios that we need to hit. But what you're not hitting is the speed of engagement. Speed of engagement is... How long is it taking to get someone plugged into the life of the church? Um, Got it. That's what you're looking at. So the average person's taking about five to six months to get involved in a, in a church, groups, mm-hmm. usher, be a greeter, whatever. You want to get that down to two to three months. So you want to say, it. okay, these people are coming. What is that one or two steps? Are we moving them along quicker? I'm not talking about being in leadership, but we want to get their foot into the cement of your church quicker. And if they get their foot into the cement of the church, the chances are that they'll stay around. 20 years ago, people wanted to believe before they belong. Now they want to belong before they believe. And so Mm. you want them to say, man, you belong to this church. You're part of this church. So, hey, I've only been here eight times and I'm already a greeter twice a month. Great. That's what we want. We want them into the life of the church. They're much more... Uh, did you much more likely to stay statistically? I don't know if you know this or not, but it's crazy. You give this to your team. They're a person. Let's say a person comes to the church, likes it, whatever. Two or three months later, they sign up, they become a greeter and they're faithful to be a greeter for twice a month or whatever, 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 but they're involved. They are statistically 500, 500, bro, 500 times more likely to stay in your church. 500%. Man, that's that's incredible. A hundred percent is double. It's double five times over. Wow. So you get them involved in the life of the church and they will stay. Then let me give yeah. you one more thing. Um, your church will grow two people for every one new person you get involved in ministry. So it's mm. a crazy cycle. Get more people showing up, get them involved in the life of the church. Your church will grow two people for every one person to get involved, and it just keeps yeah. feeding each other this way. I want you to think about a church of wow. 200. Let's say that you set a goal. Hey, leaders, um, maybe you do a coffee with the pastor or whatever you do, whatever way you yeah. get people involved in ministry. Let's say you, you got your system, but let's say you get your team really amped about recruiting. And let's say that church of 200, let's say you set a goal of 1,500 or 15, I'm sorry, 1,500, 15 people (laughs) per month, new, new in the life of ministry. Maybe they're engaged in groups or they're engaged in being an usher, greeter, children's worship, whatever, 15. You're like, okay, I think we can do 15. I mean, between the five, six key leaders we have here, plus our system, coffee with the pastor, whatever you do, we can do 15. Okay, I want you to think for a moment, RJ, 15 times um, 12. So 15 times is 150, add 30 more to that, that's yeah. 180. Okay, what do you think? How in the world can you add 180 people, new volunteers to your church by January of next year and not be up at 350 or 400? It's not even mathematically yeah. possible. So yeah, right? here's the problem, RJ. Don't get so caught up in focusing on attendance. Get mm. caught up in focusing on engagement. Because engagement is the activity that will lead you to attendance. Attendance is just the result. 
Engagement is the activity. If you go to your team tonight, you have a meeting with your team tonight, and you're like, we want to be 300 by the end of the year or whatever you say, what are they actually going to do about it? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. But if right. you say, but if you say, you know what, every 90 days we're going to get 45 new people involved in ministry. You're going to get five. 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 I'm going to get five. We're going to get 45 new people involved in ministry. Now you can hold them accountable to that. Everybody can measure that. It's an activity. Yeah. And then you you right. guys can keep track of it. And then when that three months Love is it. up, you do it again. And when that three months is up, you do another 90-day run. You do another 90-day run. By the end of the year, you're sitting there just going, we got 180 new people involved in ministry. Your church will not be 200 anymore. It'll probably yeah, be 350. Right. Yeah. It'll be that Incredible. fast. Focus yeah. on activity. So That's engagement. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on the result, attendance. That's not that so you're good. focusing on the result. No one can do anything about that. Focus on the activity that will get you the result. Does that help? Love that. Oh, that's super helpful. Yeah, yeah you're spot on. Good. I mean, with engagement and getting people plugged in and involved and even the stat of the amount of first time guests that need to be coming every week. I've never heard yeah. that before. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, that's great to know. Yeah. I know already that we're not hitting it, you know, and something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's only yeah. part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know what you got ahead. So, what else was yeah. built inside it? I think you had one more th- thought, or it felt yeah, like there was the last question thought was there. just kind of in sustainability in the portable setting. Mm. Uh, you know, we have grown over the past year, but there's a group of people that have carried a lot of weight for quite a while, and it's kind of it's a lot of work, right? Set up, yeah. tear down. We have sure. some people that are there 7 a.m. to about 1 p.m. on Sundays, and so I just want to build a team that lasts. And we do have different rotations and teams of people that do different things, but just any thoughts in a portable setting, people working really hard, especially a few people working really hard. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, there's no getting around the fact that, you know, there's some people that just live and die for tearing down and setting up They're They're good at it or they, they love the hands-on work. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're not meant to be greeters. Uh, they're, they're more like yeah. tear down and set up people. And I get that. And, they, and, and you can get weary, but the reality is you can get weary in almost any area of ministry. And they're like, um, man, I've been, you know, so let's say you had your own building, you had 500 people that, that worship guitar player has been playing guitar for the last five years for your church. You know, I mean, and get yeah. weary no matter what you do. So, um, <clears throat> here's one thing that I always teach and I encourage you to think about yourself is um, people don't like to work unless they get paid. That's pretty mm. obvious. So if, if I own a big painting company and you're like, hey, man, I need a job, and then you go and you get on a crew and you start painting houses, and then Friday comes and you're expecting a paycheck, and I'm like, oh, dude, I forgot those. They're at the office. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Money rolls around. Yeah, yeah, dude, I had to deposit this check. Like, you're only going to let that go maybe one more week. And if you don't get paid, you're going to be like, this guy's a flake. I'm not working for him. You're not going to let it go for yeah. years. You're not even going to let yeah. it go for months, maybe a week, mm-hmm. maybe a week and a half, two weeks. I don't know, but you're not going to let it go forever. Why? Because you want to get paid, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, now let's move over to the church. The guys that are setting up and tearing down, leading worship every week, whatever the job is, they want to get paid too. The difference is in the volunteer world, you don't get paid with money, you get paid with fruit. So fruit being the reward of what we do matters. 
And mm. I think sometimes in the busyness of our our life, we live in this world, we see the emails, we get the positive reports, we hear about this five people that came to Christ, we hear about this marriage that was turned around, or whatever. Um, they don't hear all that. And if we don't make a special, uh, if we don't, if we don't um, take time to show them the fruit, if we don't take time to celebrate, if we don't create regularity and rhythm of when we are celebrating and pointing out and helping them connect the dots on a regular basis in multiple ways, that could be on Sunday morning in your huddle, that could be you know, uh, midweek, midweek two-minute update from Pastor RJ, Thanking them for yeah. serving. Hey, I just got. I just read an email about a family's marriage that was turned around. You guys, when you were setting up the speaker last week, you made that happen. When you were holding that baby last week, you made that happen. Love that it. is the the one way that I would focus on is to be incredibly mindful of how do I make sure that fruit is that they're getting mm. paid through the fruit because they're not going to get paid through money. They're going to get paid through fruit. And if you don't give them the fruit on a weekly basis, then it's if you're not paying them. And if you're not paying them, they don't want to work anymore. So good. I love it. So I love that. Build the regularity. We always do that in our huddles. But think about like, how else can I do that? Do I do a once every other month volunteer meeting? Do I do a midweek two-minute update you know, little video from Pastor RJ, a 60, second, 60 seconds with Pastor RJ, you know, or something yeah. like that. Like, how do I right. make sure that fruit is, that they're getting paid constantly? We got to make sure they're getting paid all the time. It's just they get so paid good. differently. Yeah. So that's right. what I would do. Otherwise, they're going to get burned out. Uh, they're, yeah. gonna get, they're definitely going to get burned out. They're going to get burned out because they don't get paid, just like the painting the house Man. scenario. So I love that. Make sure. Create the rhythm. Create little cool little things. Like I do it in the huddle. I do it once a month in an email, but I do a little thing called 60 seconds with RJ or like whatever. Like I'm going to create out, yeah. create this. Like every month they're going to hear celebrations and create it. Because I think we have good intentions, but good intentions aren't good enough. We mm. have to have the calendar that makes a rhythm to, okay, they hear it on Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, then once a month email. Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, and then the next month we come all together and we have a big celebration. Like there's a rhythm of when they're hearing about the celebrations, which is ultimately means there's a rhythm of how they're getting paid. Love it. So anyway. that's so good. That good? Yeah. Love awesome. it. Hey, awesome, man. Leadership. Well, well dude, man, you, you've been awesome. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Yeah. Was it helpful today for you? Very much. Yeah. Very cool. helpful. That was spot good. on. Good, good. Well, thank man, you. hey, RJ, thank you for, thanks for being on today, man. Thanks for checking out uh, the podcast. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. It comes out every Wednesday, but thanks for being on this one today, man, and hope you found it helpful, and we'll talk soon. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Fly on the Wall podcast. We hope today's episode provided you with some practical steps to lead your church to the next level. If you found this episode helpful, take a moment to leave us a review and share it with others. Remember, when the pastor grows, the church grows, and we grow pastors. We love you. We're your raving fans, and we are cheering you on. See you next week.